The following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067. Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goins and Carter Bird. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7. Auburn Opelika, sports leader. Happy Friday, everybody. It's finally Friday, and thank goodness for that. It's been a busy week in the world of sports. It's been a busy week here around Auburn Network, and uh, high school baseball wrapping up. Uh, Lee Scott baseball wrapped up last night for myself. Uh, Auburn High baseball wrapped up last night for Scott Bagwell on the Auburn High School Sports Network. Uh, so a busy time in the world of sports. I'm Jacob Goins. He's Carter Bird. You've got us for the next two hours here on ESPN 106.7 for the Friday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. And yes, I know it's a, it's, it's credible and it's crazy, but I will be here the entire two hours today. I will. It, man, it feels like it's been a long time. It's been a, <laughs> I, I, know, I know it happened sometime in the, in the middle of the week, but it all Was that together. Wednesday, I think? I think Maybe. it was Wednesday. Was the only, that's the only day this week that I haven't had uh, Lee Scott baseball. And so, yeah, I did. I was not here Monday. I was here 30, 30 minutes, minutes Tuesday, Tuesday. 30 minutes Thursday. Yeah, but I am here the full two hours today. Uh, and so you've got me and Carter for two hours here on ESPN 106.7. We've got so much to talk about today. It's unbelievable. I mean, we just got handed tons and tons and tons of news to talk about on the show today and so uh, you know how it is on Fridays the phone lines are wide open we'd love to hear from you on anything going on in the sports world Auburn related professional sports related whatever you want to talk about we'd love to hear from you our listeners give us a call 334-321-1390 that number again 334-321-1390 you can also tweet at us on Twitter at ESPN 1067 you can tweet us your comments, questions, concerns on there, and we look through those uh, pretty pretty regularly here on the show. And so, again, give us a call, 334-321-1390. You know, Fridays are open for you, our listeners. And, Carter, so much to, to talk about today. We're going to start. that has taken place this morning. Yeah, literally. Last night, this morning, this afternoon, I mean, it's just been, it's been a wild 24 hours for information and news. And so we're going to start with Auburn basketball. Then coming up, we'll talk about at 2.30 the major rule change in college football that took place today that is going to be taking place. The announcement was made. It's going to be happening. Uh, we'll talk about what that rule change is. It's one of those things that has separated college football from the NFL and that rule is now being changed and uh, not many fans are too happy about it we'll talk about that coming up at 2.30 then in hour number two some news out of the NFL that I think has gotten a lot of controversy today and it's not even about anything on the field it's totally off the field and so we'll talk about that coming up to start hour number two then we'll talk some Auburn football as their schedule was broken down by ESPN on the toughness of it we know that Auburn's 
Uh, schedule coming up this year may not be as tough as it normally is, but we'll talk about what ESPN predicts Auburn's record to be, and I don't think we're going to agree with it too much. So that's coming up in hour two. Uh, we assume Jack Cudden will be here at some point today. It's Friday, so I'm sure he'll be stopping by at some point in this two-hour show. And so, again, phone lines are open. Should be a great show. Give us a call. You can be a part of the conversation and be on the line. 334 334- 321-1390. Carter, we'll start with basketball because that seems to be where a lot of the news has come today and last yeah. night for Auburn. Some good, some not so good. Uh, we'll start with the not so good and kind of work our way up. Auburn loses uh, a big commitment, in my opinion, a really good player, a talented player, uh, somebody that has backed off their uh, commitment to Auburn. LeBaron Filan has uh, said he is decommitting and backing off of that commitment as of right now, and Bruce Pearl and the Tigers uh, lose one of the, not many, but they lose one of the few uh, commitments that they have so far. Yeah, um, I mean, you have, you already lost Peyton Marshall. I think that was... A mutual parting of ways, uh, maybe leaning a little more toward an Auburn decision uh, because that was, I think Auburn may have better things in the works. They may be able to upgrade at that center, kind of 4-5 position, uh, maybe get somebody who's a little more athletic, a little more skilled um, than Peyton Marshall, the four-star center. This one's a little bit of a surprise, Um but the more you know, you look at it, the more I guess it kind of makes sense uh, because there's been a lot of change here at Auburn, and we know the transfer portal uh, changes things pretty often with the makeup of these rosters across um, college basketball. And when you look at Auburn's roster into the future, Trey Donaldson, as of right now, you would expect him to be on the roster for that 24-25 season. I think Aiden Holloway will be as well. I don't think he's going to be this one-and-done point guard. I think that's his ceiling. I don't, I'm not going to bank on him being a one-and-done point guard. Right, he could be, but I don't... And we've talked about this, point guards at Auburn. Uh, again, we had this conversation the other day about Sharif Cooper, who could have used another year at Auburn. I think Aiden Holloway will be that type of player that will need a couple of years in college and would benefit from that. Then you have Denver Jones, who you just brought in at the two-guard position, who is a guy who can be here multiple years at Auburn. I really think when you look at it, this comes down to playing time. It really does. I think this comes down to with the shakeup in the transfer portal and how it's going to continue to to move uh, over the coming days and weeks. I think this is LeBaron Filan kind of wondering what his role would be at Auburn. And he's a phenomenal athlete, great player. Averaged 30-something points a game this past year, 37 or something points a game at Baker down in Mobile this past year. Um, was probably, I don't know if it's gone official, but I think he's going to win every like Mr. Basketball, Gatorade Player of the Year, all that stuff because he's that special. He's absolutely dominant in high school basketball getting to the rim. I do worry about the shot with him. That was my one concern. I don't think that this is going to be some critical loss for Auburn. I think Auburn can fill in the class pretty nicely without Phylon involved. 
Well, look at it from from Filan's perspective, right? You have Aiden Holloway coming in who is going to play the one, right? He is going to be your one, possibly two, uh, where in the position he's going to play. You have Denver Jones who is going to be at that two position, and you bring in a transfer guard like Denver Jones, he is going to play. Like, that is going to happen. He will not be a bench player. Denver Jones is going to play. And so when you are LeBaron Filan and you are as good as you are and you are coming into a school like Auburn where you're a very high recruit, you are told you're going to get some playing time at the one, possibly two. Maybe there was some maybe there was some miscommunication or misunderstanding on what Filan's role was supposed to be at Auburn. And when you look at Aiden Holloway, Denver Jones, Trey Donaldson, who again I think is going to continue to get better and better and better and be a really, really good player at Auburn, maybe, yeah, like you said, Carter, playing time may have been a big factor for LeBaron Filan saying, okay, maybe I can go and be the guy at the one and two position at another school. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's probably the way that this is going to play out. Um, I, if I was going to choose one of the two guards to lose, I would have chosen Filan because I think Tahad Pettiford has a chance to be that special. Yes. I think Tahad Pettiford is really good. He was banged up this past year with an injury. He came back, and the highlights from his first weekend back from injury were nuts. He's a heck of a player. I think he's going to be really special. And the idea of Tahad Pettiford and Aiden Holloway running point for Auburn, whoo, that could be really fun. It's one of the better guard tandems that you're going to see in the country. Oh, yeah, as far as just pure talent, 100%. 100%. So I am glad that Tahad Pettiford is, is not the one that is leaving or is leaving the class for now. I guess, theoretically, Phelan could recommit. Probably not going to happen at this point. Right, I don't, I don't see that happening. One thing I'll say about Phelan decommitting is the one of the things we talked about, we were excited about when LeBaron Phelan committed to Auburn. I think is I know where you're going to go with this. He's an in-state guy. Exactly. He's yes. an in-state guy. And Auburn hasn't done that very often. We know Bruce Pearl feeds out of Atlanta, feeds out of the state of Georgia, and will go across the country and get guys here and there. But Phylon's a big in-state recruit, and I thought that was a really big deal for Auburn to get that, battling with Alabama, knowing how big their program has become, and just getting out, and not getting out of Georgia is a good thing or anything. I think Auburn is just fine recruiting out of Atlanta. We know how many good players are from there, but to pull somebody from in-state and show, hey, Auburn is the basketball school in the state of Alabama. It does hurt to lose a guy like Phelan. Now, do I think that will affect Auburn's recruiting in the state of Alabama moving forward? No, I don't think so. But it does hurt to lose a big in-state guy from Mobile. Well, let's be honest here. Who's the last big in-state recruiting win that has come into Auburn's campus and made an impact? Who is it? I can tell you who who jumps out in my mind. Who is it for you? Uh, I, I don't know. I have a couple of names. It's I don't Austin know. Wiley. That's that's where I it's went. Austin that's, Wiley. That's the direction I was going. Purifoy. Purifoy had Purifoy and Wiley yeah, not I didn't, been. I didn't think about Purifoy. Wiley been, was where I went. Had Purifoy and Wiley not been suspended, if you had a natural prog- progression Purifoy, I think he would have been 
really special. And I'm thinking about him on that Final Four team. Think about how good he got on that run. If you had, yes, yes. But he still wasn't the best for the best version of Danjo Purifoy was true freshman yeah. Danjo Purifoy before the ankle injury because once the ankle injury happened, the shot got a lot less consistent. He was pretty inefficient shooting. But he was you know what I always appreciated about Danjo Purifoy's freshman year? When he banged up the ankle and the shot went away, he rebounded his rear end off. Like he would have games as a freshman at what six seven six eight, he'd go get ten rebounds, twelve rebounds, and yeah, he might go one of eight from the field, but he was showing you great effort. I think there was there is a deeper story there about how Purifoy's suspension affected his development. I think it drastically altered. What Daniel Purifoy could have become as a basketball player. I agree. I think he would have been at least a G League player, potentially an NBA player, had he had a natural progression. I think that like he became disillusioned with the game of basketball and stepped away from it for a while, and I think it drastically affected his game from what I've heard. Which goes to the mental side of things. Yes, because I think it was like, this, is, this has been the one constant in my life, is I've always had this game. Which it is for most a, of these guys. It's been taken away for... What, it was taken away for 14 months or yeah. something like that? Yeah, it was a long time. I mean, it was it was brutal. I hated it for him. And I think that the NCAA, over a couple thousand dollars in a situation that didn't even help Auburn's program, drastically affected a young man's career, a young man's livelihood and that's a conversation for a different day right and isn't it nice though that we're out of that it seems like we're out of that oh, window yeah, that NIL. that peak it's, of darkness yeah, from nil now, yeah. i mean the exact thing that austin wiley and purifoy got suspended over they can now rather than like getting money from agents to push them to the agent they can just hire the agent the agent can just give them money straight up yeah as nil money or something crazy where we're at in college athletics but Yes, LeBaron Filon as the in-state commit decommits from Auburn, and that was the only. That's really besides losing the talent and losing the skill set of LeBaron Filon. That's the thing that I thought of was losing the big in-state commit was something that sort of stings. But again, I don't think it affects Auburn's recruiting in the state moving forward. I just think that Auburn's done such a good job in Atlanta, in Georgia. Weirdly enough, the Northeast and Arkansas, like they've pulled their guys from elsewhere. I mean. Denver Jones is, I guess, I guess, an in-state win, technically. Yeah. It's you versus Alabama. You got him. He's from Newmarket, Alabama. Cheney Johnson, uh, the UAH transfer. Alabama's involved. Auburn's involved. He's been on campus this week for his visit. Be interesting to see what happens there. Here's a reason why. Here's a way for Auburn to spin LeBaron Filan. Or not, not spin. It would just be a straight-up improvement upgrade. A name that... We heard some about, and then, because Auburn made the final five, and it was really interesting, Dylan Harper. Mm. You remember him? Yeah, I do. Number two player in the 2024 class. Yeah. He can play that exact role that Auburn wanted Phelan to play, but better. Auburn's going to have to beat out some big names. 
100%. (laughs) Some of the biggest names. Duke, Indiana, Kansas, Rutgers. But Auburn's in that five. Auburn's in that fight. I remember us talking. It's like you have four massive programs, and then it's Rutgers. (laughs) Like Rutgers is thrown in the mix there, which they're becoming a better program. It's three blue bloods, Auburn in that next tier, and then Rutgers. Well, two blue bloods, one former blue blood. They're getting and then back. Rutgers. They're getting back. I yeah, still they think if I had to choose right now for for NBA purposes of trying to get to the NBA, if I look at that list, Auburn's no lower than third. That's what I said. Yeah, no that's lower, what I said. No lower than third because Indiana had a better season in the Big Ten, but they'll have, I mean, Tra- uh, Trace Jackson Davis, he'll go to the NBA. I don't know how high of a draft pick he'll be. Jalen hood Shafino will probably be a lottery pick, but I but I don't think their their track record in recent years is as good for putting out NBA talent. Well, when's the last good player from Indiana that made it to the league and has made an impact? Oladipo? Yeah, I think. I think. I mean, I'd have to look it up. There's some young guys that are there. I mean, but the there last was, one... The, uh, was it Romeo Langford? Yeah, that was supposed to be yeah, 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 Langford. And, he, and then... He's with the Spurs, so he's in a really bad was situation. Was he with the Celtics briefly? Uh, am I, I don't think so. I don't. He's with the Spurs, and again, if you don't keep up with the NBA, don't think of the Spurs of the 2000s. Think of the Spurs as one of the worst programs and one of the worst teams in the NBA. Uh, so yeah, I mean, so the last one I'm going with Oladipo. Oladipo, uh, you have Eric Gordon, who's been in the NBA for a long time. He's been a pretty good role. He got player. drafted in what, like 08? Yes, he did. Uh, and OG Ananobi. Oh, who's a yeah, role yeah, yeah. player. I okay. mean, um, but nobody of that that much of note. I mean, I, you you can make an argument that I mean, Oladipo. Yes, he he's a he was a star in the NBA. You could still argue he's a star in the NBA. But Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler are more recent, and have a heck of a lot more longer future than Oladipo. Does. Right, and comparing the the schools that are on the list Cody for Dylan Zeller. Harper, forgot about him. Cody Zeller. Oh my goodness, I did forget about him. Fun story about Oladipo. Does he not we, have any hair anymore? <laughs> I have no idea. I, and as a guy that watches the NBA, I don't know. Was on your Celtics? How did you not know this? I don't even remember that. To be completely honest with you, he, he was a lottery pick by your Celtics, fourteenth. Oh gosh. Yeah, he in was. In 2019. Well, he wasn't there for and long. And he washed out so fast. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He wasn't there for long. Lankford. Oh, my goodness. How did y'all get rid of him? I'm curious. Fun fact about Oladipo. You traded him alongside Jason or Josh Richardson to the Spurs for Derek White. And who is a baller right now, Derek White is? He and is balling out. Have you ma- seen the record of the Celtics with Derek White? It's unbelievable. Have you seen Charles Barkley? Talk about him being Stephen A. Smith. That is so funny. That clip is so funny because Derek White's hairline is is it's it, really bad. It, it was bad. It was bad, and the guys on TNT had a absolute blast making fun of him. Charles Barkley and Shaq did uh, the other night. But fun fact about Oladipo before we go to break: I watched him. Um, I watched him in the playoffs back in 2018. I was a senior in high school. It was prom weekend. Me and some buddies went to, I was growing up in Ohio. We drove to Indianapolis. We watched the Pacers and the Cavs play in the first round. I went to watch LeBron James and the Cavaliers in 2018 go and take on that Indiana Pacers team. 
and I watched Victor Oladipo drop a triple-double on the Cavaliers' head. He went off in that game, and the Cavs got beat by like 30 points. It was phenomenal. And he was nasty. He at, was at nasty. Indiana. He was nasty. I mean, he's nasty in the NBA too, but, but at Indiana especially, it was unbelievable. But he's the last good one that's come out of there, of Indiana. And so that gives Dylan Harper, maybe he looks at that and says, you know what, Auburn may be a better choice. Because when you look at guys going to the pros, I think Auburn's up there with the rest of them. Would you have realized that Oladipo has played on, in his 10-year NBA career, has already played on five NBA teams? I was thinking four. Who's the fifth? Magic, Thunder, Pacers, Rockets, Heat. Forget he played for the Rockets. I forget about that. Interesting. Hmm. Well, again, he's the best player to come out of Indiana lately to go to the pros. And so we'll see. But as we've gone on this multiple, multiple route tangent here. We still got a lot of Auburn basketball. Yeah, I know. And we got to get to break. We blew past another one. Shocker, I know. LeBaron Filan decommits from Auburn. uh, And the the Tigers lose a big commit. But I think they're going to be okay. They have a chance to get even better. And we'll see if that's where Bruce Pearl and the Tigers go. A couple of more notes we'll get to with Auburn. A guy committing to the NBA draft. We'll talk about that. And a new hire to replace Wes Flanagan. We'll talk about those when we come back here on the Friday edition of On the Line. You are on the line on ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. How about some breaking news here on the Friday edition of On the Line, right in line with our Auburn basketball conversation. We'll get to the other stuff as the show goes on, but breaking news, a guy we were just talking about, and Carter, I believe you said, we'll see how that goes. Well, how about this? We know how I it's going. I felt really good about it from what I heard this from from what I heard last night, what I heard this morning. We were feeling good, but we didn't know it was going to happen within the show. And so breaking news for Auburn basketball, UAH forward Cheney Johnson has committed to Auburn, and he has committed to Bruce Pearl and the Tigers. They lose a commitment, but they pick one up on the transfer, and this guy can absolutely ball. He can play basketball, let me tell you right now. He played was, high school at Thompson. He knows conference what player of the year in his conference this past year at UAH, which I know it's, a, it's uh, I guess, D2, but this is a really, really good player. Averaged 16 points a game this past year. Uh, six foot seven, two hundred fifteen pounds. Shot fifty four point eight percent from the floor. That's really, really good. Here's another one for you: thirty seven point two percent from three, and he's six seven. So he's gonna have a little bit higher release than some of the guys Auburn's had recently, where we know a lot of the guys that Auburn's roster have been maybe a little bit undersized. Uh, but he's got two years left to play. This is. You want to know how you. You you get a little bit of a gut punch of publicly, PR-wise, perception-wise, in losing your highly rated four-star in-state commit, LeBaron Filan today. You want to know how you, you follow that up? You hire an assistant coach, and you land a big transfer commitment over your in-state rival, Alabama, who was involved for Chaney Johnson as well. And not only, one not only were they involved with him, he grew up an Alabama fan, Carter. This guy was an Alabama kid. And here's the quote. I love this. This is from the article on 247 from a friend of the station, Jason Caldwell. This, the quote is, and this is from Johnson himself. He said, Coach Bruce Pearl tried to get me to say War Eagle, and I couldn't say it. Even after I committed, 
I'll get used to it eventually. <laughs> I love that. He's an Alabama kid, but he's coming oh, to play gosh. for the Tigers. And eventually, he'll say War Eagle when he starts winning some basketball games down here. Oh, 100%. And I, I mean, I think this is one of those more times than not. And uh, the people that kind of stick with it the other way, I don't, I don't love. But uh, when you are – there's so many Alabama fans – that come to Auburn whether uh, as a student or whatever, and in their time you see a just a shift and they become Auburn fans, and it's I I love to watch that transformation. Some people stick with it, don't love that. Uh, I have some people that uh, <laughs> I went to school with that were that way, but it is what it is. Uh, but look, this is let's talk about a guy here that I think is a perfect piece for this roster. I think this guy can play the three. I think this guy can play the four. If you wanted to get really, really big, maybe you could play a little bit of the two. Yeah, and I think you could see some time there. And you look at his body type and what he he did at UAH, a Division II program. He was named the Gulf South Conference Player of the Year uh, and just a stud at his current program averaged 16 points a game he had he averaged six and a half rebounds per game and made 76 percent of his shots from the free throw line now he's also a 37 percent shooter from the three-point range now Auburn fans love that and you ought to love that because nobody else on Auburn's roster can shoot 37 percent yeah I mean Jalen Williams that's about it and that's Maybe about Lior it. In his in his <laughs> limited minutes. Maybe. Well, look, lots more to talk about. Show a wrench been thrown in the plans, and that's okay. We'll continue to break down the breaking news of an Auburn basketball commit when we come back. You are on the line with Jacob Goins. And Carter Bird on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Halfway through hour number one on this breaking news Friday for Auburn basketball, we're talking all things about the Tigers. We were talking some news that's already happened, and then the breaking news we got just a few minutes ago. I'm Jacob Goins. He's Carter Bird here on ESPN 106.7. This is the Friday edition of On the Line. We'd love to hear from you and your thoughts on the brand new commitment breaking news for Auburn basketball, the UAH commitment of Chaney Johnson, who will be a high-level player for Bruce Pearl and this staff, this new-look staff, as Auburn hired a new coach. We'll get into that news coming up in a few minutes as well. But Carter, again, just a guy that Auburn should be very, very excited about. Tiger fans may have been a little worried losing two commits over the past week or so, especially the one uh, just a few hours ago, but what a difference a few hours makes as Auburn loses the commitment of LeBaron Phelan. He backs off of his commitment, a guy that Auburn fans were excited about, we were excited about, and his potential joining a stacked class and stacked roster. They lose his commitment, but they make up for it with the transfer commit of Chaney Johnson from UAH. This is huge. This is huge, and we're starting to see this roster take shape. Just sketching it out in my head right now, uh, I mean, you got Aiden Holloway, Trey Donaldson at the one, Denver Jones, Katie Johnson at the two, at the three. Right now, you have Chris Moore and Leor Berman. I guess you have also have Chady, or Chaney Johnson. I really do wonder if maybe he plays that backup four because we know Auburn was looking for 
a, a seemingly a another big somebody to back up Jalen Williams. I we can talk about it right now, but Jalen Williams and Janai Broom declare for the NBA draft. Both are maintaining their college el- eligibility. I expect both to be back on the roster. Uh, I don't think Jalen Williams. Jalen Williams has, to, in my mind, better pro potential than Janai Broom as of now. I think Janai because Broom, of the athleticism, athleticism, um, and shooting. And in order for Janai to play the role that he's going to need to play, he's got to shoot better, and he has to get bigger and stronger and tougher. Um, and that and that could be something that develops with time. And I think he just needs more time at Albert. I think he needs he needs a complete year uh, or two in the Auburn strength and conditioning program here. And let's see what he turns into over the rest of his career here at Auburn. Um, so Jalen Williams, Chaney Johnson. Chaney Johnson can play that 3-4 role. Um, that's what I have chalked up at the 4 right now. Janai Broom, Dylan Carwell at the 5. That's pretty strong. I think you're still going to go add... Um, you're going to go add another three, maybe somebody who can start in that role, and then Chandy Johnson can kind of play a backup three and a backup four, and Chris Moore and Leo Berman can fill in uh, elsewhere where they need to. But by my count right now, that is, um, I think that's only 10 scholarships. So you have room. You have room to do a couple of things if and, you're and Bruce I'm actually, I think I'm actually counting Leo Berman as one of those scholarships too, which he's not on scholarship right now. But you got Aiden Holloway, Trey Donaldson, Denver Jones, Katie Johnson, Chris Moore. That's five. Jalen Williams, Chaney Johnson, Janai Broom, Dylan Carwell. That's nine scholarships. You got four more scholarships to play with. And I think Bruce Pearl has things in the works to where I think you may find another center. I think you could find another three. I think there are ways to even get another guard in the door. I think here's here's a scenario that could play out. I think you go get a guy who could play... A little bit of the two and the th- and the three. I think you go get one true one hundred percent three, like a guy who you know you can rely on to be your starter at the three. Um, I think you go get a guy who can play the two, maybe maybe can handle the basketball a little bit if unless you are comfortable with Denver Jones in a pinch handling the ball. Which if that's the case, you're fine there. Somebody who can play a little, little bit of the two, but the three as well. And then I think you go get a developmental young big behind Janai Broom, behind Dylan Cardwell. Because let's be honest here, Cardwell's got what? One, maybe. I guess technically he could COVID year it and come back for one more year. Last year was his junior year, correct? Right. Does He He still qualifies for the COVID year, right? I believe so. I believe so. Um, so he could technically COVID year it. Um, with that in mind, you also could lose Jani Broom to the NBA draft after this next year. Like there, There's a scenario where, I mean, Dylan Carvel's going into his senior year. Jani Broom is going into his junior year both could be theoretically gone so i think getting some sort of young developmental center to pair with whatever you bring in at 24 is key 
and I think they will. I think they will. I think they should. And if Auburn does that, I think they'll be good at the center position. Uh, Chaney Johnson, the commit of Auburn, uh, to Auburn, the transfer commit, who just committed to Bruce Pearl and the Tigers as of about 15 minutes ago. Uh, we're breaking it all down here on the Friday edition of On the Line. I'm Jacob Goins. He's Carter Bird. Here's what's exciting about Chaney Johnson. Has two years of eligibility left. Um, also, Let's hope he picks up some sort of nickname because Chaney Johnson and Katie Johnson sound very similar. <laughs> so for for ease of everybody, maybe he'll pick up a, a nice nickname or two. But well, yeah, he's not going to look that similar on the court because no. Chaney's going to be a good bit bigger than Katie. But if we start saying, man, Chaney Johnson can shoot, are we talking about Chaney Johnson or are we talking about Katie Johnson? I don't think it's as close as you're making it out to be. <laughs> Anyway, Chaney Johnson, the commitment of Auburn today, has two years of eligibility left. Um, he And here's a couple of quotes from him, and I think these are uh, important to to bring to the attention of our listeners. And again, I'm getting these from a uh, friend, the, friend of the station, Jason Caldwell at Auburn 247. A quote from uh, newly committed Chaney Johnson says, I feel like, quote, I feel like Auburn is the place for me. Says it means a lot lot being a lot closer to my family and being a lot closer to my grandma in Alexander City, about 45 minutes up the road here from Auburn. That's a big says, deal. Says, going to school at UAH, I'm coming from the north to the south. To come and see my grandma was a three and a half hour drive. Now I'm closer and to be able to see her, I'm closer to a lot of my family and a lot of them on my mom's side are big Auburn fans. Now, if you missed us talk about this when he committed, Chaney Johnson grew up an Alabama fan and grew up an Alabama kid and when he committed... Bruce Pearl tried to get him to say War Eagle, and he has not been able to do it yet. And hopefully, Bruce It'll is happen. able to change It'll that. Happen. So I think that's a good quote. He's coming to Auburn for family, right? He's going to be closer to a grandmother that lives 45 minutes up the road rather than three and a half hours. And then he had a quote about his game where he said, I'm working on all aspects of my game. Johnson said, I feel like I'm a decently balanced basketball player. I can do everything well, but I don't specialize in anything. It's just finding things that Coach Pearl and Coach Stephen Pearl think I need to work on, just trying, tying up my skills, is what he is saying. Those are quotes from Chaney Johnson, thanks to Jason Caldwell and his article. So, Two really good quotes. Again, one about family and one realizing he's a pretty balanced player but would love to specialize in a few things while he's here at Auburn over two years. Yeah, 100%. I think that that's um, see, he will get better. He'll get better with time. He's got two years here at Auburn. Here's something for you. There's so many new faces to generate some excitement. What if, what if the favorite, our favorite game to play, we brought back tip off at Tumors? Put this new roster in front of in front of the fans on on Tumors Corner. In I the think fall. we should. I think they should. Auburn definitely should do that. That was such a successful event and. What it shut didn't happen because of COVID, right? And it hasn't happened since. Is that correct? They haven't done it since COVID. I mean, there's. Uh, I guess they haven't. Um, I think that's true. I think they were gonna try to run it back one time, and I think the weather blew it up. One, that was one a fantastic weekend. event that Auburn fans loved, and has been replicated and duplicated at multiple programs around the SCC and around the country. I mean, there is nothing cooler than that. I mean, you are in the absolute heart of Auburn, right at Tumor's Corner, where fans can come and watch their team play basketball in the middle of the road and do dunk contest and three-point contest, and you get the men's and women's team out there. You do all kinds of exciting things. Tumors, the tip-off at Tumors is a fantastic event.
hey, uh, you know, uh, Marcus Peters, the the NFL corner, right? Yeah. You know his his quote after the NFC Championship game of the year that he won the Super Bowl with the Rams, where he uh, stepped up to the microphone and said, "We ain't done yet." Yeah. Auburn basketball just tweeted that gif out. Uh oh. Uh oh. Hello. Hello. Can we get two breaking news here in one show? I think it's very possible. Well, we may have an idea on who that's going to be, um, but we will not say anything until uh, we get confirmation on that. But this is a huge day for Auburn basketball. Yes, it didn't start well, right? It didn't start well when you lose the commitment of uh, LeBaron Filan, and Auburn fans were like, oh, crap, we just lost a really good player. Well, you just picked up a really good player of a transfer portal from UAH, Chaney Johnson will be joining a squad and a roster and a commit list that is already huge. And between him and Denver Jones from the transfer portal, you're looking good there. Auburn's not done there. I'm just letting you know right now. Auburn's not done in the transfer portal. They have roster spots to fill thanks to guys graduating or or leaving or transferring or whatever it may be or going pro, right? Auburn is not done, and that GIF is 100% right. They are not finished, and so we will update you if that happens today or moving forward into next week or over the weekend, whatever it may be. But Auburn, the roster for Auburn basketball is going to change drastically. Yes, there will still be familiar faces. There will still be familiar names, like a Dylan Cardwell, like a Janai Broom, like a KD Johnson, like Jayla Williams. Those guys are still going to be here. But you're going to see some new guys on this team that will make this team infinitely better. You'll see better players, more talent. I think you'll see some different looks in coaching and in game planning. And there's a lot of potential with this roster coming in. And again, Auburn is not done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I, I think that this is... I mean, we just talked about it. There's technically four scholarships to use still. And I really like the pieces in place at the one, the two, the four, and the five right now. I don't think I mean the only the only place where I think theoretically you could upgrade, although I just don't think it's gonna happen in the transfer portal, I don't think at this point in time, would be I guess Dylan Cardwell. If Dylan Cardwell were to somehow move on, you're not gonna land a but I don't think you're gonna land a backup five better than Dylan Carwell. And somebody that loves Auburn will fight for Auburn that will be loved by the fans of Auburn. I mean, I, I'm I'm not worried about Auburn going and replacing Dylan Cardwell. I, I think there are there are other areas to focus on if you're Auburn. Uh, we talked about a, a two and three guard getting a developmental center. Um I just don't think that's on Bruce in this staff's radar to to replace Dylan Cardwell. I mean, again, there are just so many other factors and so many other spots to focus on for Auburn, and that's exactly what they did after losing the commitment of LeBaron Filan this morning. They go out and get the transfer commit. Chaney Johnson from UAH, again, he averaged uh, seven or 16 points a game, six and a half rebounds, shot 76% from the free throw line, and shot 37% from deep. 
Auburn fans are going to be excited about this young man who will play uh, a couple of different positions anywhere from uh, one to three really just kind of depends on what what the situation is but this guy can play if you haven't seen him play or his highlights look him up Chaney Johnson C-H-A-N-E-Y and then Johnson the last name go look him up the transfer from UAH Bruce Pearl and company making up for what they lost in LeBaron Filing this morning and and again they're not done they're not done. Auburn has more rooms. They have more spots to fill, and they absolutely will do that. We'll talk about this some more. The other Auburn news coming up as we wrap up hour number one and get into hour number two. Jack Hudden will join us in hour number two coming up here on the Friday edition of On the Line. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Wrapping up hour number one here on the Friday edition of On the Line. Jacob Goins, I'm joined by Carter Bird. Jack Hutton will join us coming up in hour number two. Uh, it's been an hour number one full of Auburn basketball. That was not the plan on the rundown today, but we've had breaking news during the show. And of course, when we get breaking news, you got to break it down. And that's exactly what we've been doing with the commitment of UAH forward Chaney Johnson out of the transfer portal. Uh, Auburn picking up. Uh, a huge commitment from the transfer portal after losing the commitment of LeBaron Filan, the high school recruit. And so Auburn fans, again, maybe weren't feeling great this morning after losing two commits in a matter of a week or so, but you pick up a big transfer in the portal. And again, we both agree, Carter, and Auburn fans should be excited because we just don't think they're done there. And so good news for Auburn fans today for Auburn basketball, and we believe more good news to come down the road. But some other news that could lead uh, lead to other commits and other commits down the road for Auburn is yes Auburn lost Wes Flanagan as the assistant coach he is now coaching at another SEC school but Auburn has hired his replacement Corey Williams the assistant coach from Texas Tech the Red Raiders Uh, he has finalized a deal to become an assistant coach for Auburn from Texas Tech again replacing Wes Flanagan who left to go and coach at Ole Miss and of go and coach under Chris Beard so uh, yes you leave a one historic coach but you're going and coaching for a fantastic coach and Chris Beard at Ole Miss but Auburn hires Corey Williams the assistant coach from Texas Tech Carter your thoughts on the hire to replace Wes Flanagan I think it's a great hire I think that this is um, probably when you look at the situation with everything going on I think it's a giant plus for Auburn I think you you get a guy who's been on some really good staffs um, a guy who gives you some inroads um, at Texas or in Texas and all of these uh, other schools out there. I'm excited about it. I really am. Um, he's, I mean, he's an, he played in the NBA. He he went to Oklahoma State, played in the NBA for for a few years with the Bulls uh, and the Timberwolves, and then he's kind of been around the state of Texas. I wonder if you start to see this this Auburn staff start to see if they can dip into Texas and uh, states like that. He was at Florida State for eight years, it looks like. So he's got probably got connections in Florida. And so you lose Wes Flanagan and his connections to the state of Arkansas. Corey Williams was an assistant at Arkansas for three years. So, I mean... Under us, yeah. You... You have a guy. You somewhat replace the the inroads you may you lose in Arkansas. You now have a bunch of 
potential access to the state of Texas, and you got some access, some extra access to the state of Florida. So I'm I'm curious to see how it works. Uh, I think it's a it's a solid uh, move for for Auburn and this staff, and I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, he's also another guy with some head coaching experience, which Wes Flanagan did have. Uh, he's the head coach at Stetson from uh, the 13-14 season to the 18-19 season. Didn't go great. No, it did not. He's been in that chair. He has a little bit of experience, and I think that that's always helpful to add. Yeah, and so Auburn Auburn replaces Wes Flanagan with Corey Williams. You had talked about his different stops at Arkansas, so he's familiar with the SEC. He's familiar with some of the biggest programs in college basketball right now with Arkansas. He was the interim head coach at Texas Tech this year. In their year. final game, yeah. He coached them in the uh in the big 12 tournament and he was the interim for i don't know how long but i know he was he finished out the season with them as the interim head coach uh where they lost to i believe west virginia i think is who they lost to in the big 12 tournament who made the ncaa tournament so um yeah he he is a guy that's like you said he's been in that chair he knows what it's like to be a head coach not that he's Auburn's head coach now but he replaces Wes Flanagan who did some really really good things for Auburn I think he was a good coach a good recruiter when he was here for Auburn but it just seemed like that uh that relationship had had come to an end and so he goes to coach at Ole Miss under Chris Beard interested to see what that's going to look like in Oxford with a very very good head coach in Chris Beard who was fired from Texas for a lot of allegations that ended up being dropped and not true and so now he'll be one of the biggest named coaches in the SEC and he has Wes Flanagan who is a very well-known assistant coach uh yeah I still think that there is I mean, look, Ole Miss is Ole Miss. You're still in Mississippi. You're a state removed from Atlanta, that area that has so much basketball talent. I still think Ole Miss is going to be a little – there's going to be a ceiling on what you can do at Ole Miss. But, I mean, if somebody's going to maximize it, it's going to be Chris Beard. Um, I think there was a time you could say that about Auburn, though, until you got Bruce Pearl. Not yes to that extent. No. Yes and no. Like Auburn, yes, was a historically awful program. But I mean, think about you're an hour and a half from Atlanta. Oh, I agree. And there's all that talent right there. I mean, I don't know what the drive time is from from Oxford to uh, Oxford to Atlanta, but it's a heck of a lot longer than it is from Atlanta to Auburn. There's no doubt. And look, the recruiting. The recruiting woes and the limits is the a, word I was a, looking it's for. It's a five-hour drive from Atlanta to Oxford. Yeah, it's that's, an hour and a half from Auburn to, to Atlanta. Yeah, that's a hike. And look, the recruiting limits that are in Oxford and in Starkville, for that matter, they're there. They are. But Chris Beard's a fantastic coach. And like you said, if anybody's going to push that ceiling and get Ole Miss to their ceiling, it's a guy like Chris Beard. Corey Williams is from Georgia, too, so he's he should have some, some connections in-state as well. Lots of Auburn news that we've talked about here in hour one. We'll talk some more about it in hour number two, plus some college football rule changes and some predictions for Auburn football in 2023.
Live on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goins and Carter Bird. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika, Sports Leader. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you're doing well on this Friday, April 21st, 2023. I'm Jacob Goetz. He's Carter Bird here on the Friday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. Hour number one is in the books. You know what that means. Hour number two is underway here on ESPN 106.7, the Auburn Opelika, Sports Leader. If you missed any of hour one, tons of Auburn basketball talk. It was literally all Auburn basketball as we had some talking points that we needed to catch up on and wanted to talk about and then Bruce Pearl said hey we're going to throw a wrench in your uh, show plans and we're going to get a commitment right in the middle of it so we're going to talk some more about that coming up here in hour number two but if you missed it there was breaking news in hour one we talked about that Uh, we talked about the new coaching hire for Auburn basketball the commitment that they lost earlier this morning and so if you need to catch up on that later on you can go back and catch up with the podcast you can find it at ESPNAU.com. Click on the podcast center. You'll find all of our on-the-line podcasts right there. Or just search on-the-line wherever you get your podcast. But here in hour number two, Jack Hutton joins us as he does every Friday. Jack, hello, man. We got some things to talk about today. Howdy, fellas. Y'all ready to get into it? Let's absolutely do it. Let's do it. Because hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, buddy. How, How are you doing? You? Sorry, I forgot I got I to gotta back out and let you guys have your Sorry. moment. Sorry. I just was laughing at howdy. I just howdy. was not expecting howdy, that. I wasn't ready for that one I wasn't ready for that but we'll talk about some basketball here as we start hour number two Jack obviously want to get your thoughts on uh, the commitment of of a transfer portal and Auburn losing a commitment in high school also a higher (laughs) (laughs) and Auburn and Auburn also uh, hiring an assistant coach to replace Wes Flanagan so first 20 minutes or so we'll talk about that and then I want to get into uh, the rule change in college football that was announced today because I think that's a really really big thing Uh, If we have time, we'll talk about some Auburn football in the schedule. If not, we'll save that for early next week. But phone lines are open here in hour number two. We'd love to hear from you, our listeners. We know you have some things to say. 334-321-1390. That number again, 334-321-1390. You can also tweet at us on Twitter, at ESPN1067. Your thoughts about... Auburn losing the commitment of LeBaron Filan this morning when uh, the world may have been crashing and burning. And then Bruce Pearl said, don't, he said, not so fast. That's what he said. It's before, not so fast. Before we start this, I just want to say what's taking place right now on ESPN2 is the fact the that it's breaking thing, news is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. On the greatest, NBA Live, the greatest NBA basketball today, prospect of our time. Breaking declares. news Victor Wimbenyama officially declares for the 2023 NBA draft. What? Really? You mean the guy who's <laughs> the clear-cut, been the number one, he would have been the number one pick last year. I thought news. that. You're telling me he declared for the draft? Well, oh back God. in the first hour, I got the I got so the ESPN dumb. breaking news notification so on my phone, and I'm like, are we really saying that's breaking news? Like, breaking come on news. now. The sky is blue, water is wet. Grass is green. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on, man. I mean, that. side note, though, that kid is a freak. 
Yes. <laughs> he is a freak of nature, yeah. and it's unbelievable. I mean, he's a stud, and he's going to be really good as long as he can stay healthy. Stay healthy. He's, he's going to have to put some big, weight on. He's going to have to yeah. get a lot bigger. He's yeah, going to yeah. have to put some weight on, but, for sure. But this is so dumb that we're calling this breaking news. Yeah, it's not breaking news. Sorry, but I, just, I had to go on that, <laughs> on that tangent. <laughs> I'm with you. I thought the same thing. Like I said, I got the notification on my phone. I'm like, come on, man. That ain't breaking news. Anyway, <laughs> Auburn basketball, what is breaking news is the commitment of Cheney Johnson from UAH, the Division II transfer, averaged 16 points a game shot 78% I believe 78% from or 76% excuse me from the free throw line 37% from three and average six and a half rebounds per game this morning Auburn had breaking news that they lost the commitment of LeBaron Filan from the high school ranks so Jack your thoughts and opinions on LeBaron Filan decommitting this morning and then a few hours later Bruce Pearl and company backing it up with the commitment of the transfer portal Cheney Johnson LeBaron Filan is is definitely a loss for Auburn. I mean, obviously, he was a guy that they were counting on to come in um, and to kind of solidify that guard class that they had in 24 along with Tahad Pettiford. Uh, I do think Tahad Pettiford is, is slightly higher ranked. Um, and so I, I think it kind of comes out as, okay, well, we lost one of these guys now, but we still do have some guard talent in that class. However, if you remember, Filan was that 6'4 guy. So he's the He's the longer of the two. Tahad Pettiford is more, if you think, Jared Harper, Sharif Cooper, uh, really Aiden Holloway. He's kind of – he's a little bit shorter than Filan. I think he's right at six feet. Um, and so Auburn is is lacking I – I think depending on where you look, he's listed at 6'1". 6'1", okay. But he's he's lacking in the sizable guard uh, category, if you want to say that. And so – Frankly, I don't I don't care that much because I think he's that well, explosive what, and that quick. That's what I'm saying. He's is, twitchy, man. Yeah, that, and that's what I'm saying is I, I think Auburn can find ways to upgrade over – what they're losing in LeBaron Filon, um, maybe through the portal. You did just go get a guy in Denver Jones who is going to be here for more than one year. I mean, that's a multi-year guy that you can count on pretty much, I think. And it depends on how well he transfers from you know a place like FIU to the SEC. But we've seen guys do that in the past. We saw Janai Broom come in from Moorhead State this past season. He put up really good numbers. You saw a couple Arkansas guys who did it this past year. They had a couple of D2 guys come in and do and do well. And so it happens across um, college basketball, and that's kind of ha- helps you transition over to Chaney Johnson, who's a D2 guy who will transfer in now. He's not going to be the same thing as what you're losing in LeBaron Filan, obviously. He's a, he's a guy who's already been in college. He's a two-year guy now coming in. Um, and he's not going to be a guard. He's going to be more of that 3-4 guy. But like you mentioned, 37% from behind the arc. Auburn loves that. I mean, you got to love that if you're an Auburn fan right now because what has Auburn not been able to do that they have always been able to do under Bruce Pearl? That shoot, shoot the basketball. Yes, shoot the basketball. Um, and so you bring in Denver Jones, who I believe was right around that mark as well, like 37 maybe 38%. And like 45% from yeah. two, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's correct. Um, and then, you know, so you got Chaney Johnson now, that's 37%. I know some of the targets that Auburn is after right now, of course, Jalen Tyson, Matthew Cleveland, those guys are really good three-ball shooters as well. So it's pretty apparent that they're going after lengthy guys that can shoot the basketball well. I think that they've learned from this past season, and they go that we're that we're not letting that happen again. Well, I know that our listeners, our listeners in in, in particular, but Auburn fans in general. They've wanted a couple of things coming off of last year's season. They want size at the guard position, and they want guys that can shoot the basketball. Now, is Chaney Johnson a guard? Maybe, but probably not. He may get see some action at a bigger guard role. I just don't 
think he's so, more of a wing, and I think you may see, see him actually play more of a four. Right. But, but, but this is still adding shooting, which Auburn did not have. Yes, shooting and length, and two things that Auburn needs, you have to have in today's game of college basketball, and we've talked about with Bruce Pearl's offense, you have to have guys that can shoot the three ball, and that's where things went haywire this past year. Well, and the other thing we were talking about during the break there is the rebounding prowess that he's going to bring. I mean, you look at the numbers of a guy like Jalen Williams, who admittedly he's got some games where he kind of disappears. And he's one of Auburn's probably most talented players when he has it on. But and most athletic. Yeah, exactly. But a lot of times you, you really don't see him take that, I guess the alpha role is what you want to call it. And so um, you got to bring in this, some help. Could you this bring be some... trying to, to assert a little bit of pressure to say, hey, man, there is a switch that, that can be flipped. Yeah. We know it's somewhere. We've seen it with a handful of guys in Auburn in their Auburn careers, whether it be uh, Isaac Okoro or or Chuma Okiki. I mean, I think Jabari Smith had that flip switch before he ever, I think, pretty much from the day he was born. Yeah. Um, I, do, I do think Jabari's flip switch for Auburn came uh, against Connecticut that year, I think. When Katie Johnson began to bring them back, it was towards overtime where you saw Jabari start to make take more control. And Katie Johnson did kind of help him along that game. But from there on, I remember you started seeing more Jabari-esque moments that we remember so well. Yeah, and I think with Chaney Johnson, it very well could be, okay, Jalen Williams, we know how good you are. We know how good you could be, but we don't get that from you night in and night out. And I'm not saying that Bruce Pearl and this staff sat down and said these things in directly to him, but this could be a message of we're bringing in a guy that can start over you. Uh, and I think Chaney Johnson very well could. Yeah. And so maybe this is a move of, okay, Jalen, we know what you can be. It's time to be that night in and night out because if not, we've got a guy, if he steps up and is able to transition from Division Two to the SEC, and I think there will be some growing pains early on, if he's able to be what we think he can be, Chaney Johnson, he can be your replacement, Jalen Williams. So it's time to be the dude like we know you can be. And what the best scenario would be is both of them to be studs, yeah. and then you've got two of them. Yeah, well, and then... What does it say about can you put them on the floor at the same time? Yeah. So you got two studs you, you out can, there, three and I, four. I think Chaney Johnson can't play that three role. This may free Auburn up to to run a really big group out there where you've got um I mean, I guess I I don't know if Denver Jones can run point at all ever. Maybe. I think but, so. But your biggest lineup, if if he can't your biggest lineup is what Trey at point at six two Trey six three. And you would have Denver at two. Denver at two at six four. Yep. Then you Cheney at three right now. Jalen at four. And Janai. Well, Dylan. Technically Dylan. Yeah, but, Dylan. But but <laughs> Janai for our purposes right now. That's a big lineup. That is That's a really that is. big lineup. You're not as big at the four and five, but you're big at the three, the two and three. And your shooters, if they're on are four out of five of those guys i was gonna say because trey donaldson shoots i think it was 40 percent from three especially down the stretch yeah i think it's 40 percent for three what he was nine for nine in the ncaa tournament. yeah yeah <laughs> just insane um but you, i mean you get that you got you know denver jones is a great shooter as well so i mean 
that's across all aspects of what you're looking at there is you're getting not only are you upgrading and rebounding in size but you're also getting better shooting and mm-hmm. that's what Auburn's been missing yeah, again and that's what Auburn fans have been begging for our listeners have called in and talked about this time in and time out asking for Auburn to get size get guys that can shoot and make plays and yes you lost that in LeBaron Filan, but you're getting that, and I think even more in Cheney Johnson. And I'm not saying that, oh, we didn't need LeBaron Filan. Auburn is better off without him, and you got Cheney no. Johnson, so, you know, screw him. No, I'm not saying it's, that at all. It's a loss. I mean, it definitely Absolutely. is. Absolutely. LeBaron a really good player, but it's in this day and age, it's not something you can't overcome. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's good for Auburn. Yes, it's good to get him in general, but how about to get the commitment of Cheney Johnson out of the transfer portal on the same day? You can, yeah, I mean, what the, the perception of all of this to hiring the assistant coach and getting the commitment, it drastically overshadows the decommitment, and I do wonder if that was strategic. I wonder if Cheney Johnson was committed behind closed doors on his visit and it was this was a timing thing. Maybe it was going to come out a, a couple days from now or whatever. And instead, you get the the decommitment of LeBaron Filan. You announce that Corey Williams is on staff, and you say, "Hey Cheney, drop that commitment now." Mm-hmm. And well, then all of a sudden, you've got two other competing storylines that kind of overshadow LeBaron Filan, who's keep in mind is a full year and a half. From ever being on the court in a college game, mm-hmm. so it's that's a cart way down the road situation that you don't really have to deal with in the in the immediate future. And another level to that, to add on to that, look, this may be a weird way to look at this, but this is today's age. Cheney Johnson, when he committed, he tweeted out a graphic of him in Auburn jerseys with the committed graphic. Guys, that wasn't made an hour ago. Like, I mean, think about that. <laughs> I think it was made sooner more recently than you realize well yeah but i mean i'm not saying like he didn't just wake up this morning and say you know i think i'm going to commit to auburn today like yeah. i think yeah. this has probably that's, that's been fair so yeah. that I, feeds I mean, in i think i think it, i think it probably happened on the visit yeah I think exactly it happened on the visit in the last couple nights when he's when he had his two three day visit or however long it was exactly and that's what i'm saying it feeds into what you were saying about the timing of all of this i think it very well fits into that and i think that was very well planned by bruce pearl and this staff let's go ahead and get to an early break here in hour two we've got terry on the phone lines we'll get to you first up when we come back we'd love to hear from any more of our listeners as well 334-321-1390 talking all the breaking news for auburn basketball the huge commitment of cheney johnson out of the transfer portal we'll get terry's thoughts when we come back you are on the line on ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. Let's get to the phone lines here on the Friday edition of On the Line 334-321-1390. And Terry, you're on the line. The floor is yours. Hey, guys. Hey, What's Terry. Up, Terry? How y'all doing? Doing all hey, right, guys. Terry. How are you? Pretty good. Jake, we you because of your your obligations with Lisa, we had to just talk this week. So I know, I know, okay. Terry. I'm doing fantastic, Terry, man. Terry, Staying busy. You're telling me. <laughs> I mean, I've barely seen the guy. Well, you've done a great job, Carter. Amazing. <laughs> Jack, 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 you have a good birthday yesterday? Man, I had a great one. I appreciate you. I appreciate yeah. you. Uh, Giving me my wishes there. I was, it was a good seat. Did, I you, got to, did I, you hear him shut you up live on the air? Yeah, I got to hear hey. it the other day. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Now, Jack, how old were you, if you don't mind telling us? 
Oh, I am the ripe age of 42. No, I'm just kidding. I, uh, <laughs> I'm uh, 27. 27 now. 27. Wow. I remember 27. <laughs> 19 years ago. <laughs> um, this this guy, Phylon, that they decommitted today, yes. what was his size? And, and Carter made a great point. This guy is a year plus away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there, I mean that, there's plenty of time for Bruce and this staff. He's six four one seventy seven is his height and weight. Four star guy. Uh, Good size. I, I mean, he he's a big player. He's a he is a great slasher. I was going to say he, that when was you, the word I was going to use. When you watch watch his highlights, I, there's probably not a kid in at least the state of Alabama, maybe not the southeast, that's no. better at getting downhill, getting to the rim, and has that ability. To, to get up and finish over somebody at the rim. Yes. Like, he is ex- an explosive athlete. He's not a great shooter. That's that's what I would say his biggest knock is. But guess how tall Chaney Johnson is, the commitment. 6'7". 6'7". This is different, though. Yes. This is, I think, the LeBaron Phylon decommitment has a lot more to do with Denver Jones than it does anything to do with, with Chaney Johnson. And I, I think it has a lot more. It has a lot more to do with Denver Jones than than even Wes Flanagan leaving, which is what I think a lot of people um, tried to claim. Uh, so Terry, according to the uh, according to on three, because they have the rankings for all four ranking services, he's a four star across all three services or all four services. 38 on on three, 40 on two four seven, 29 on ESPN, and 56 on Rivals. Hmm. I mean, you hate to lose a guy, but there's plenty of time for Coach Pearl on that side. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And and I I mentioned the name. It's gonna be a tough pull. I, let's make no mistake at all. I do wonder if if Auburn has a little bit more of a connection and can make some some inroads more than people realize. But Auburn made the Final Five for a six four hundred eighty pound combo guard Dylan Harper. The number two player in the 2024 class, his final five, yes, it is Duke, Indiana, Kansas, Rutgers, and Auburn. Rutgers. Yes. That's what I said, Terry. I said Rutgers. He, In his defense, he is a New Jersey kid. For some reason, how about New Jersey creates a pretty decent amount Pumping of... Pumping out some kids, yeah. And, and think about who Auburn has... Has lost to Rutgers the last few years. Cliff O'Marie, Cliff O'Marie, Ace Bailey, Ace Bailey is gone up there. I mean, you there's you've somebody had else. Guys, too. There's somebody else too. I'm sure um, there is. But you've you've had guys that you've lost out to Rutgers on. Here's this is this is worth mentioning. So Dylan Harper, number two player in that class, he's from New Jersey. Do we know where the lone Auburn commit in the 24 class is from? Dehad Pettiford is from Jersey City, New Jersey. So I promise you, those two guys know each other, and I'm curious if that that plays to Auburn's benefit. Well, my wish list was a kid from Florida State. What's the situation there? Cleveland. Uh, yes. I think I think maybe I think it's a situation that if if Auburn if Auburn wanted to go full court press on Cleveland, I think they would have a really good chance of landing him. I don't think there is as much of an immediate need to land Cleveland with the fact that you just brought in. Uh, Chaney Johnson, and keep in mind, uh, Terry, with you just hired Corey Williams, who is the assistant coach at Texas Tech. Um, he's on your staff. There is a guy in the portal right now who plays that same position, Jalen Tyson, 
Uh, yeah, it is Tyson. But uh, he's in the portal as well. I think he's somebody that's been linked to Auburn. Mm. Could you see him? Yeah. He's likely. Well? He's likely Auburn's number one prospect at the three right now. I think you. Okay. At least one. Sorry, at least top two. Let me let me transfer transfer him over. I should have a quick football question. Are you guys surprised how quiet it's been in this portal in football, or is it, is it not surprising because yes. they're just kind of picking and choosing? So, I am, and it's. I don't. I'm not, I'm not saying it from just an Auburn thing. I'm saying this from. It's quiet everywhere. Yeah, there's not much like other than a few offers to. We've seen an offer to. I think it's what, what's his name. It's uh, is it Jaheem Thomas? Um, yeah, Jaheem Thomas, the linebacker out of Cincinnati. I think he's coming in on on an official visit or whatever it's officially called for transfers. I still think it's an official. Um. And we've seen an offer to a couple offensive linemen. Outside of that, there have been some rumors or some people that like, hey, maybe Auburn's tracking this guy. Maybe Auburn could be looking into doing their due diligence on this guy. It just we haven't hit a chaos level where there's a bunch of people in the portal right now in this period. But I think it's important to remember on that. Do I Terry? The quarterback for Cincinnati. They jumped in the portal yesterday. Yeah, I mean That's he's right. he's yeah. in there, and I think Auburn will definitely look into him. I mean, I can almost promise you Auburn's going to contact him. Uh, whether mm. Auburn pursues that more, I don't know. I really don't. Mm. It's gonna be interesting. It's kind of like in a, in a tornado. I remember my father telling me one time in a tornado it gets real still before it hits. Yeah, it gets real quiet. <laughs> yeah, it's start... like that with with the, the portal right now. It's crazy. Yeah, and I and I think it's important to remember Terry that it opened up six days ago and it still has nine days to go. And so right. you and... are not even halfway through it, and with spring practices still going on and, and spring games to still happen tomorrow, throughout next week and next weekend. You have time for other guys to hop yes. in, and so you have to have the strategic strategy of, okay, let's not jump on the very first guy that gets in. We maybe want to wait, and maybe we've got word or whatever that somebody may be hopping in down the road. Jack, you had something to add. Yeah, I was just going to say, Terry, do you have a guy that, that you, I guess, is realistic for Auburn to bring in that you would like for them to go get? Um, and it may, quarterback, may not even got, be a guy in the in the portal. Well, I, it quarterback, yeah, but I mean, really anybody. Um, is there a guy? Not that, really that by Jack. Have, just just you know? a, no, not really by just. I'd like to see a rush end, a yeah. few pass rusher, uh, somebody can really bring some heat to the quarterback. Um, don't know what's out there. Don't follow that closely, but I know when Auburn gets a good one. I mean, you kind of you kind of waiting on the Grayson McCall thing. I don't think I don't think this thing is anywhere near dead. I just don't know the whole status yet. None of us know when the kids graduate. Yeah, exactly, and that's exactly right. I mean, nobody nobody really knows where that stands, and so that's just kind of where that is. But yeah, it, it's been quiet, but I think uh, it shouldn't be a worry point for Auburn fans just yet. Hey, better to be quiet than have some goon like Arson. <laughs> You're right hey, Terry, about that, Terry. Good to hear hey, from Terry. you, Terry. Happy Friday and hope you have a good weekend, Terry. I know we've got uh, someone else on the phone lines, but we got about two minutes before the break, so I want to make sure they have plenty of time mm-hmm. uh, to to get their comments in, so we'll get to them after the bottom of the hour break. But, no, I, for football to wrap that up, I don't think Auburn fans should worry just yet because it's just a different – it's a different portal window. It's just a different look at things, and it has to be handled a different way. Luckily for Auburn and, and Hugh Freeze, their spring is already done, so they can sort of sit back and just watch the magic unfold and, and dip their hand into it when they want to. I, I think you're seeing you're seeing a different strategy out of coaches, and I and this is something I've talked about with 
some people, um, some people who I guess would would know a, a little bit about it. But um, I think you're seeing a lot more places where coaches are maybe previously pre-spring portal period, you may declare a winner in a battle um, because you're not worried about that person hopping in the portal. But I think coaches have now learned that huh, maybe publicly and behind closed doors, if we just tell our guys like, oh, like it's still a battle. Like it's still a battle. We haven't declared a winner. It's going to, I mean, we're going to battle into the fall. You have a better chance of keeping guys. And I think maybe mm-hmm. you've got some coaches slow playing, um, guys that maybe they know may not win the battle, it's which different. goes into the strategy. I mean, it's a it's a new era, guys. Yeah, it it's really a new is. era of football. I think it's a new era of college athletics, and and it goes back to the frustration I have with this portal window being moved up into spring practices. I still have not been given a good reason for this, and I don't think anybody can give me one. I really the, don't. The idea, I think, is to have it be like you finish up spring and go right into um right into the transfer portal period and which you're is not, bogus and because you're not, they screwed it up because this is because chris and i talked about it yesterday on the show and he said it's so you you aren't sitting on your hands for two three four weeks before the portal opens depending on when you're springing it which but i yet, don't love I but don't yet love you have a team process. a team like oregon who has a day to manage everything yeah. because of Oregon spring practice. Maryland and a yeah, handful that, That's my thing is, so? What? Right. Yeah, Who no, cares? I agree. I agree. I agree. I NCAA ball. dropped the ball again. Hey, we got a phone call. We'll get to them on the other side. Stay tuned. 30 more minutes here on the Friday edition of On the Line. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz and Carter Bird on ESPN 1067. Auburn Opelika's sports leader. 30 more minutes here on the Friday edition of On the Line. I'm Jacob Goins. He's Carter Bird, followed by or joined by Jack Hutton in I'm the back. studio. We, we it's just dumb conversations in the break about your life and whatever else. But we have Brett on the phone lines from Beauregard. Brett, we appreciate you holding on through the break, man. What you got? Hey, about this uh foul line fella. Yeah. I and mean, obviously Auburn wanted him. I mean he's the number one forty one composite player. Yes. But uh it, it, he is he's not a one and done type player. No. He's not that type of athlete. He he if as far as leaping ability goes, he, you would consider him average for college. He he's not a above the square player. I mean, he, he, yeah, he can play in high school above the rim, but uh he's more big boy in people going to the basket, putting his body on because he can handle the ball, but he, he's not a guy who he, – he's not going to be a point guard. He's, he's just flat out not a point He doesn't have the foot speed to be a point guard. If he's ever going to be a pro, he's got to uh, improve his outside shot yeah. dramatically. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, Agreed there. A lot of people say, okay, hey, you know, you're just saying that because he's not committed to Auburn anymore. No, I said that the day he committed. He, I, I feel like he's been overrated for a long time. The Pettiford guy – is a much, much, much better recruit. And I'm not saying Auburn wouldn't want both of them because they did. But um, and even if you look, he's gone down in the composite in the last year where Pettiford's jumped 23 spots. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he's more of a uh, freshman uh, six 6.5-point-a-game player as a freshman. He's not a difference maker as a freshman unless his shot just 
improved dramatically. I think it's a mm-hmm. fair point to make about filing, and, and I don't know if you guys will agree with this, but if you if you're looking for highlights of players, a lot of times you'll see highlights of like Todd Pettiford. You'll see him at AAU events. You'll see him at EYBL. You see him at certain things like that. You see most of LeBaron Filon's highlights at Baker High, at him doing that against other high school competition. Now, granted, Fair. he's in a he's in a seven A. I mean, that's that's a seven A school. He's at the top tier of Alabama high school basketball where he's doing that, and so it's already impressive. I do wonder yeah. what what does it look like against more stiff competition. I do wonder that, um, and I think it still looks good. That that's not. I'm not saying that I, I think he's he's a bust or anything like that. I think he'll be successful at the college game. I just don't know to what extent I could see him um, going somewhere and and maybe being a role player the first two years and maybe growing into that starting guard. Um, but but you, I think I'm I am a little more with Brett here, and then I I don't know if that translates fully to the college game in his first two years. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, and once again, it'd be good if Auburn had him a good good solid player. Yeah, he's, he's a developmental but, uh, piece it, for sure. But I would say he would be more the type to play your freshman year, think you're going to be a one-and-done player, and then you don't get 25 to 30 minutes a game and you transfer because you think you're one, but you're really not. Yeah, it very just, well. It very well. Just yeah. my opinion. Yeah, no, and, and it could go that way. And, and again, and that's where the transfer portal comes in to where if a guy who has that mindset, not saying he does or doesn't, but just any player nowadays that comes into a college program thinking, as you mentioned, Brett, let's, he comes in and says, I'm the real deal. I'm the dude. I'm a one and done. And then they don't see the time and development in the, in the success that they want to. Yeah, they can go pro or they can go find a program that they could be that one and done guy. Well, last thing, some people I've seen on message boards say, oh, it's not like Phylon's scared of Denver Jones. Well, he's not. But Phylon thinks he's a one-and-done player. He wants 25 to 30 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. And, and he doesn't have just that look on at the roster. Jones, Jones has two years left. So yep. the, the 25 to 30 isn't going to be there at the two-guard position. Agreed. It's, it's just not. I agree. Oh, 100%. That. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate it, the Brett. call, Brad. It's good to hear from it. We appreciate you holding on uh, through the break and making some points about about Filon. And I think one of us said it. I can't remember. It's still a loss, right? Yes. Losing LeBaron Filon is a loss, but it's not the it's not the absolute end of the world for Auburn basketball that Filon left. Would Auburn be better with him? Yeah. Would Auburn be grateful to have him? Absolutely. But the fact that you lose him this morning but yet you pick up the commitment of Cheney Johnson out of the portal with spots still to be filled on the roster and the names we're seeing fly around and that not just fly around, that Auburn is in the door on and has had communications with and has made top fives for and stuff like that. Auburn can make up for the loss of LeBaron Phylum because it still is a loss there is time there are players still out there whether it's high school recruits in 24 25 or transfer portal guys Auburn is okay Auburn's going to be just fine yeah I mean we talk about the loss of Peyton Marshall and the loss of LeBaron Phylum yeah Peyton Marshall too Peyton Marshall may, may have been a little bit more of Auburn is a mutual parting of ways, but I think that may have been spurred by Auburn a little bit. Um, LeBaron Filon, I think Auburn still would have taken without a doubt. Which is and, why and that wanted. was more of a shock to me, that he now, decommitted. 
the way you I mean Auburn could hit two home runs in this 2024 class land Flory Badunga and Dylan Harper and then we're not even talking about this mm-hmm. we're not even talking about this because yes you lost those two commits but you significantly upgraded in both of them exactly and I think that is is what has to be the mindset for Auburn and Bruce Pearl and for any program when you lose the commitment of a high school player or you lose a guy in the transfer portal and to the point that Brett was talking about if you bring in that big name guy and he comes in and doesn't see the minutes or development like a Yoan Trey or a Chance Westry who have left Auburn the mindset now in the game of college basketball and college athletics really it has to be this when you lose the commitment of a high school player or you lose a guy through the transfer portal, you have to say, okay, how can we not only make up for that loss, how can we improve on that loss? How can we upgrade from that player leaving our program? Because it can be done, whether it's high school or transfer portal. If you lose the commitment of a high schooler or you lose a guy from your current roster in the transfer portal, the mindset now has to be, how can we not only fulfill that, how can we upgrade from what we just lost? I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if you were to land those two guys... Then you're talking about a class right now that, according to the 247 composite, would include the number two player in the country in Flory Badunga, Dylan Harper, the number four player in the country, and Tahad Pettiford, the number 21 player in the country. Who, who, Three five stars. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Who is getting dangerously close to a consensus, a consensus in five In the composite star. right now, he's he's a five star. Yeah. According I, to well, I'm talking about consensus. Like yes. every site has him as a five because he's getting really close to that. I got you, buddy. I promise. <laughs> which would be a huge pull for Auburn. And again, it's that's a lot to pull in. Those are some big names to pull for Auburn. Not saying it can't be done and not saying that it will 100% happen, but if it does, you're like Carter said, you're not even talking about these two guys that have decommitted from Auburn because you did what I just said. You have to go and you would upgrade and you would be even better than what you had with LeBaron Filet. And so I think that has to be the mindset in today's game of college basketball. Go back to that 20, I think it was 2020 class, or was it 2019? I can't remember the exact year the class was, but you had the possibility of bringing in Sharif Cooper and then JT Thor. But you also had on the board who Auburn fans thought, and this is going to just bring back some PTSD for a lot of fans, but you had Jalen Green, who you felt really good about that time. You had Greg Brown, who was on a visit at that time. Mm -hmm. This is shaping up to be another one of those, can Auburn go land the dream class? So difference here, though. Difference here from that time to now. NIL's a thing. So I think you're significantly less likely to have a Jalen Green type of guy say, peace out, I'm going to the G League. Yeah. I don't I don't think that's gonna happen all that often. Like, yes, you saw the the guy who just did it this past yeah, the week. Alabama can, well he was said he was yeah. going to go to Alabama, which is funny. Um that he's not going to Alabama, he's it going to, to the, the G League instead. But um it's not happening as often. There's still going to be some, correct? But you have you you can be much more competitive now that you can up front be like, hey, we can be competitive with the G League monetarily. 
We can. Which will lead to college basketball being more competitive as a whole because more high school guys that are the top-level talent will be coming to play college basketball. And that's the the argument you see for a guy like Jalen Green, besides the money part of it, who have gone to the G League and said, well, I'm going to go play better competition and prepare myself for the NBA. But if you're correct, Carter, and I think you are, then you'll see the top-level, top-tier talent in high school basketball come play college ball more which will make college basketball better which will put guys into the nba and that's how the whole cycle starts this is true until the one and done rule goes away if that ever happens then we're then everybody's fighting for the 35th player in the country well that (laughs) whatever it is either that or you're trying to convince one of these guys to come play one year of college ball kind of like baseball's doing right now where you're saying hey Come develop for a year. Well, in baseball's do it for three years, but come develop here, and then you can be an even higher draft pick once you go. Now it's gonna, it's still gonna be pretty crazy because you're gonna get high schoolers almost taking over the draft. But even then, I wonder how many of those guys are gonna be guys that go directly to the draft. Because what are colleges gonna do? They're gonna look at guys who are more seasoned, guys who have you're been right. up against that. If they're not these elite high school players. Mm-hmm. So that's, right, that's, yeah. that's my thought. You might you might see your... Like top 15, maybe? Your five-star Tahad Pettiford might become v- drastically more valuable. Or Sharif Cooper, somebody who you look at and you don't immediately say, oh, that guy's a lottery pick mm-hmm. if he were to go to the draft. He's an insane college player waiting to happen, but probably not a lottery pick. That's... That's who you're going to be gunning for. It's wild how it's all just changing, right? It's changing in front of our eyes with college basketball. It's completely different, and we've had this discussion too. It's completely different from any other sport. It's completely different than any other college sport, especially football. These are two separate conversations when it comes to NIL, transfer portal, professional, all that type of stuff between college football and college basketball. And it's, it's a daily change. It's a daily grind to be the best in college basketball, which is why you hardly ever see repeat champions. Yes, the NCAA tournament, but just to be a consistently good program in college basketball is getting even tougher, which is why I think your historical blue bloods, yes, they'll still be considered a blue blood, but basketball is going to be more balanced in college. And I think that will happen, and it is happening right now. You just had Florida Atlantic make the Final Four. (laughs) And besides UConn being the most dominant program in the last 25 years, college basketball is more balanced. Look at the SEC as a whole. Kentucky dominated this conference for 20 years. And now there are six or seven legitimate programs in this conference. That is because of all of the changes and the difference in what college basketball is today versus what it was 10 years ago. Yeah, I'd much rather it be that than a couple teams dominating. No doubt. No doubt. It's more fun. Even if I'm not a fan of a team that is not a blue blood, I I mean, that's more entertaining to me as just a college basketball fan. I would love seeing a Wyoming or – Oregon State or just somebody random come up and say a great team this year FAU you mentioned I mean FAU San Diego State you know they they both go to the final four this year I love that that's great TV for me I don't care if the ratings are way down I love watching that kind of stuff give me Cinderella stories all day Mm -hmm. and I think you will have more balance in college basketball because of all of this and 
Bruce Pearl and Auburn are very much in that balance, if not near the top of it, and have potential to grow even more. They lose the recruitment and the commitment of LeBaron Filan this morning. They back it up, though, with the commitment of Chaney Johnson out of the transfer portal from UAH, the Division II player. Uh, lots of size. He's 6'7". He scores 16 points a game last year, shot 76% from the free throw line, 37% from three, average six and a half boards per game as well. So very good player has room to grow and as long as he can uh, really translate his game from the division two level to the high level sec he's going to be a very very good basketball player here at Auburn. let's take our final break here on the friday edition of on the line phone lines are open if you'd like to jump in on the final segment we'd love to hear from you 334-321-1390 the three of us will wrap it up when we come back on the other side you are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Wrapping up the Friday edition of On the Line, I'm Jacob Goins. He's Carter Bird. We're joined by Jack Cutton, as always, in studio on Fridays. And, uh, Jack, I know uh, you want to talk a little bit of baseball really, really quick. Auburn baseball back home this weekend uh, versus Mississippi State. And uh, I believe the drive may have a few tickets to give away. It'll be me and Dan on the drive today. And so you can stay tuned for that coming up from 4 to 6 here on ESPN 106.7. Dan and I will have some tickets to give away for Auburn baseball series against Mississippi State. But, Jack expectations for Auburn this weekend because they're playing a Mississippi State team that's not as good as they historically are uh, but it's still Mississippi State and so something Auburn cannot overlook yeah you got to have this one this is you get into crunch time here Um, if Auburn does the I guess kind of goes in order of you win two at home and one on the road in the rest of the series here on out you get to 13 and 17 in the SEC that's kind of been the number to get into the NCAA tournament um, and in that, you would have to beat LSU in a series at home, and you'd also have to go on the road and take one from South Carolina. So going by that model, Auburn needs this one, um, and it'd be really helpful if Auburn could get a sweep. But, I mean, first, we just got to start talking about getting two before we talk about anything else because you, know, yeah. you, had, you had Tommy Vale, who was who was really good last week against Alabama, and then Auburn couldn't get the bats going in, in the last two games. Thought your pitching staff was better last week. Um, you came down in walks. I think I got the under on that over under of, of walks yes. of twenty nine and a half last week. What was so, the final number? Oh, do you I remember? Think it, I think it did. It get into the twenties. I think it was like twenty one or something like that. Oh wow! So it was way under then. Yeah, it was under, but it was still not great. Well, isn't that um, bad? I mean, when Auburn goes and actually pitches halfway decent, but it's the, for the first time yeah. this year, the bats can't get going. So, well, and that's what I was going to say is I I have a sneaking suspicion that against a Mississippi State team that's not as good as as they have been in previous years when they've won championships I have a sneaky suspicion Auburn puts it together this weekend I don't know if that means they do for the rest of the year I have a sneaky suspicion Auburn plays really well this weekend in 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 most facets of the game doesn't mean that they're going to do that the rest of the year I just I think something about that screams to me they put together the bats and the arms this weekend fun fact about the game tonight over at Plainsman Park did you guys see who's throwing out the first pitch tonight Mr. Bo Bo Jackson will be throwing out the first pitch this weekend today over at Plainsman Park because uh, Bo Bikes Bama is this weekend if I'm correct on that in the in the age of Auburn putting out statues for people is there any chance Bo gets two on Auburn's campus two any chance for baseball for baseball yeah 
Um, I don't know. I think it's a fair question. I think I don't know. I think the next base baseball one is going to be Tim Hudson. I think it'll be him or uh, Hal Baird. Mm-hmm. It'll be one of those okay. two. Yeah, either one. Either one. Because be I think right. there would be demand to get coaches in. I have your your total number of walks last weekend. Bring it, it. was eighteen. Oh, see wow. that's that's only six per game. Okay. Seven hit by pitches. Though. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there it goes. <laughs> hey, speaking of Tim Hudson, quick shout out, head coach of Lee Scott Baseball. The Warriors will be playing a postseason action next week at Fort Dale on AU100. That'll be on Thursday, so they'll be in the postseason. Uh, Auburn High Baseball, unfortunately, uh, they are out of the postseason for what Scott Bagwell told me in the last 20 years under head coach Matt Simo, only the third time they've missed the postseason. It was rough. Auburn needed Central to win yesterday. And it just did not happen. Uh, it and it, it went. It didn't happen by a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, Auburn did their part in beating Opelika, and Central won the first game, but uh, just couldn't take care of Smith in that second game. So Auburn High baseball will be out of the postseason, but Auburn High softball will start the oh, area tournament. They're taking names. Uh, there'll be what area tournament beginning of May? What May second through the fifth? Yep, May second through the well, May second through the fourth. So you had that, okay. you had that. Okay. I mean, pretty much. Um, but they'll do that, and then if they finish top two there, you go to the regional playoffs. Um, then you finish top two there, you get to the state playoffs. Which so, I hate that they do it yeah. with the area tournament rather than which your seating in the area tournament is based off your regular season yep. standings. It's a two game season now. Yeah, you, you I mean, that's, two games. That's so tough in a in a sport like baseball and softball where anything can happen on any given day. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really tough. But all those games on 96.3 W. Lee Jack, you'll have the call. Make sure you stay tuned on social media for all of those. I just watched the video of how um, it's so bad. Drew Smiley's perfect game ended in the eighth inning. Is it an error? John Gomes tackles him. It's a swinging bunt. Oh. And Drew Smiley has picked it up. He is about to throw it. And John Gomes just bowls him over. Just uppercuts and that's how him. the infield does he get the throw off? No, no, he oh, like topples. Gosh, he basically tabletops him. Yeah, he yeah. tabletops oh, him. Oh man, see, I was wondering if it was still a no hitter. Dang. Oh my god, yeah, Jan really Gomes. bad. I sent what that to you just doing? now on Twitter. What it's really, really bad. What are we doing? It's so bad. Yeah, it's a swinging butt down the third base side, and John Gomes is getting destroyed on Twitter. People and then, like the, the Bears, best, the Bears should sign John Gomes. <laughs> Chicago sports, baby, oh, you gotta no. love it. And and look, and the best like, part of the like, video, the best part of the video, they just lay there at the end of it, and they're just like crap <laughs> it is so clear it's smiley like smiley is reaching for the ball and he he can get out of the way and he just he decides way too late and just goes over the top perfect game ruined in chicago they're winning over the dodgers though very oh heavily my god been a great be show my stomach been a great show here today we are out of time on the friday edition of on the line jack thank you so much brother always good to have you on come back on monday two to four right here on espn 1067 stay safe i'll talk to you later